got a little. Uh, oh, okay. I was about to say you got a yeah, little. Yeah, my hair was like it was like, it was like oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hello there, General Kenobi. <laughs> I'm here to stay. <laughs> oh God! Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Y A at Heart. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, today we are going to be discussing, of course, A Court of Mist and Fury. And yes, we did read over the chapters, so bear with us. We are going to be discussing chapters 36 through 48. So yes. if you have not read 36 through 48, you'll probably want to stop at, uh, what did we say we were going to read up to last time? 45? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. That's how bad it is. I can't even remember. <laughs> it's because we yesterday. we've gotten to the point where we're just kind of like i just want to read through it there's so much information happening i don't want to stop girl tell me how i almost read up to chapter i almost i was like i can do until chapter 60 right i was like oh no. wait no, 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 no. <laughs> like, i'm no. not even up to chapter 60 i'm like <laughs> up to chapter 57 Morgan's past chapter 57 at this point. I am, so. I am. And we're going to, don't worry, we're not going to do all of them in one episode. We're going to break them no. into two episodes for you. So I don't even know, should we do predictions at the end? Because, like, the predictions that I have, I don't think interfere with what I read past. So I guess we okay. can we can probably do predictions at the end. Um, But yeah, without further ado, jump right into chapter 36. Tarquin's pretty much showing her around the mainland and she feels like she's going to betray him or she feels like she's a traitor and that he doesn't deserve to be like backstabbed like this, but she's still going to do the job. So later that night with the plan that they concocted, Reese is circling above the tower that holds the book in it. Feyre and Amran go in and Feyre has to use, which is a really big part, Feyre has to use her shape-shifting or shape-shifting abilities to change her hands into Tarquin's hands because those are the only hands that can unlock the door. Yeah, and we we know that she was avoiding this specific ability of hers because it was Tam it's Tamlin's ability. Exactly. And so she was really, really trying not to use this ability at all, if if possible. If she could somehow avoid it, then she was planning to avoid the fuck out of it. Yeah, the hand allowed her to get through the first door. And yep. then she she pretty much had to will it into her mind the second time. Where she's like, I am Tarquin, I am your high lord, I am the summer, I am the sea, I am this, I am that. And then it opened up. Yeah, the first time was real easy, kind of, because she just thought about all the smiles he gave her and, like, all of the kindness and everything. Then the second time, it was like, all right, I really, like, she really, really, and it, was, it wasn't because she was struggling. It mm -hmm. was because the power from the book was causing the struggle. Mm -hmm. that's what was happening yeah, yeah that shit was two-factor verification <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> oh, basically damn they ain't playing no game mm -mm. like are um, you sure you say who you say you are right like i don't know <laughs> i don't know you look a little different mm -hmm. but they finally end up getting into the vault with the book and the book is like in this i think it's a iron uh box and favorite can hear the book talking to her it's like who are you who are you she's like i am tarquin i am this i am that like i am the high lord and the book settles yeah. down and she's like okay cool she goes to pick it up and walk away and the book is like liar and slams the door. I was like, oh, shit. 
that's basically what Amran says in the next in the next line. She's like, shit. <laughs> she does. Yeah, because it's like they're going down there and it's already the tide is starting to rise. So once the door slams, they're like, oh shit, we're going to be sealed in this watery tomb and they're going to find our bodies. Basically. So then we yeah. move on to chapter 37 and Amran, at this point, Amran tries to use her abilities to bust through the first door that they're that they're coming across. And she struggles with it. And even she's surprised that she's struggling with it. Yeah, because she's supposed to be uh, like as powerful as Reese, almost even more powerful that he describes. And so they do get through the first door. They make it through the hallway that leads to the second door. And as they're going, it's like turned into a waterfall, essentially. Amran ends up on on Favor's back because (laughs) Favor's like, all right. She's like, I'm stronger. I'm I'm piggybacking you through this whole thing. She piggybacks her through the, the entire thing. They get through the second door. Amran is trying to push that door through. It's not happening. The water's filling all the way up. Panic ensues. Everybody's like, oh, shit. Right. Like, I was like, oh, shit, they're not going to make it. And the whole time, I'm like, no. where the fuck is Reese? Where right. is Reese? Right. So then the door, so the water fills all the way up. They've both taken their last big gulp of breath. They're seizing up. Next thing you know, the door swings open from the outside. And lo and behold, it's the fucking water. How do you say it? Water rates? The water rates. I told you they were going to come back. I They're told back. you they were going to come back. I just thought they were going to yep. come. I thought they were going to come back and like jump somebody for her. But they ended up saving her. And then they were mm-hmm. like, okay, our sister's debt is paid. Like a life for a life. And then at this point, they've um, taken them to the shore. And that's when Reese comes over and he's like, what the hell happened? Right. He's like, you set off every alarm in the fucking palace, bro. I had to he take was like, the I was fighting out guards. <laughs> Meanwhile, Amran is like, what the fuck? What, like, where were you? And that's when he looks and he's like, I didn't feel anything down the bond. Like me and Morgan talked about it. We're like, okay, so the book itself nullified the bond and nullified Amran's power. Mm-hmm. So like this shit is no joke. It's, yeah. it's the real deal. So at this point, Reese is like, we got to get the fuck out of here. I missed a couple guards on my way to two, you guys. So he winnows them back home. And basically, they run into Cass more. They're at the house. And Cass is like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, but um, yeah, they basically are like trying to get answers out of them. And mm-hmm. Amran is also surprised that the waterways saved them. And she's yeah. like, whatever luck you live by, girl, you better be glad. And Feyre actually like, laughs she doesn't laugh like genuinely but she laughs as if like hysterically yeah because amran amran basically like when she says that she's like thank the cauldron for it like amran herself is laughing Mm -hmm. like you know that that laugh of like oh shit like i made it so amran's laughing like that which then causes favorite to laugh like that which then causes more and Cass to look at them like what the fuck is wrong with y'all and they look at reese and reese is like i'm also still trying to get answers i don't know what the hell happened right they also mentioned too with the book um, Amran realizes why he chose her to go because he suspected that the book would be in a language she could read. It's the holy tongue and it's called Lishan Hakadesh, I think. Something like that, yeah. Something like yeah. that, yeah. And he's also saying that um, Amran is going to be the one who can enco- or uncode it and it might be a way to free her from her fey body and send her back home i'm really curious i'm really i really want to know her backstory i really want to know what was her initial body why was she why was she stuck in the prison what's the story behind how she got out i don't know i'm really curious though about amran's entire backstory her whole situation 
I would like to learn more about it. I just don't want to learn what her previous body was like. Because for some reason, I'm picturing something that looks like a kraken. But like (laughs) flesh color. I don't know. I don't know. We also learned that Big Daddy Kane, why he might want to resurrect Jurian. Because of Miriam. Supposedly Miriam was the person that he was in love with. And if he finds out that Miriam is still alive, then he might have a sense of urgency and want to work with Big Daddy Kane and Highbrand and everything else. So there was a lot going on in here and a lot of names and a lot of stories being thrown out. And I was just like, God damn. <laughs> like they're definitely setting it up for what's to come, but I definitely had to reread that little part. And then we move on to chapter 38 where um, Reese is sitting up on the rooftop and Favor finds him and he tells her that they received blood rubies from the summer court, which basically He's means... He's having a bad day! <laughs> which basically means we got a price on your head. <laughs> right! You ah! It's not funny, because, like, Reese is really vulnerable at this moment. But I was just like, damn, they really put a hit out on these people. They did. It's the mafia. It's the mafia. Yeah. yeah. They were like, <laughs> when you see them dogs bucking in your front yard... <laughs> But yeah, so Reese is really upset about it because he mentions the favor, like, I feel like we could have really been friends. And he is the only high lord who was not like so afraid of me that he was willing to have a friendship or an alliance with me. And he's like, and I fucked that up. Like I messed up. I screwed up. And Feyre's like trying to console him. So she tries like flirting with him to get him to do tit for tat. First, he says he's not in the mood, but of course he gives in. Because Feyre was like, oh, I was thinking about going down to that little store and trying on the lacy things. She talking about putting on lingerie for Tarquin. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I was going to ask if you wanted to come with me to shop for Zed lacy things. Right. So they flirt a little bit. Azriel shows up and then Feyre leaves. And as she's on her way downstairs, a vision pops into her mind of her trying on those lacy garments. And then Reese. And her, you know, doing spicy time. And she smacks headfirst into a pole. She's like, fuck. But like, <laughs> have you ever walked headfirst into a pole? I've walked headfirst into a pole. That shit fucking hurts. It fucking well, hurts. Duh. Duh. <laughs> I've walked headfirst into a couple of things. Not a pole, though. A wall. <laughs> a person. <laughs> but no, I think the most awkward thing that's happened to me is tripping over a fire hydrant. And people are like, how the fuck? I was like, it's a long story. Okay, we're going to have to talk about that because I, too, have questions. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. I have questions. (laughs) Shut up. So Feyre realizes that this is the vision that Reese put into her mind. And she's like, prick. And he laughs at her. Yep. And then later that night, Feyre awakes from her sleep because the house is kind of like it's shaking. And it's encased in darkness. Like she can't even see her hand in front of her face. She tugs on the bond and like finds herself in Reese's bedroom. And he is having a nightmare. Like he's levitating up off the bed like what is it light as a feather stiff as a board type shit and so so she's trying to wake him up but he will not awake she's like even smacking him in the face and shit like calling him calling down the bond yeah after she slaps him she calls his name again and he wakes up and immediately he pins her underneath of him and I was like I thought it was going somewhere else I was ready to be like I thought it was going I thought it was going somewhere else I was like oh I was like spicy time Yeah. And so like, basically he was having a really bad nightmare about, I believe under the mountain or something like that. And she realized like he told her previously that he had nightmares, but she didn't realize that they were just as bad as her own. And so she's trying to like, tell him like, Hey, listen, it's okay. 
if you ever need to talk, I'm here. Also, pause. On top of that, on top of that, I can't believe I just rolled right past it. Reese is naked. Yeah. Bare ass. Yep. And, and wait, there's a tattoo on his knee of Valaris. And he, I think when she asks about it or something, he explains like, I don't know if it's, is it this chapter? Um, yeah, I think it's, oh wait, it might be another chapter. I can't remember because I didn't, I didn't make the note of it, but he does explain like, it means I bow to no one. I bow to no one but my crown, my equal, something like that. Please keep that in mind for later on chapters. Oh, please keep that in mind. <laughs> for later on chapters. <laughs> so at the end of the chapter, Feyre does admit that, you know, her hole in her chest is starting to heal. Like he's starting to. She's falling in love. Yeah. And she kisses him on the cheek as well. She's before falling uh, she in goes love. to sleep. I know. I was like. So that leads us into chapter 39. 39. Yep. Where Feyre goes to visit Amran with the blood of the lamb. Amran is like, oh, you sweet, sweet girl. Amran is in there and she's trying to decode the first part of the book because that's her job in all of this. And she says that she got a blood ruby as well, but. It was nullified. She wasn't as upset. And Feyre was like, Reese said that your option would be to want to just disintegrate the town the entire city. yeah and she was like oh that was nullified and and Feyre looks at her like what do you mean and when she looks over it's because remember when we mentioned that Feyre um had when she went into the treasure trove with Tarquin she saw the uh black diamond encrusted necklace but then there was a ruby one Ver is it Varian 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 or Varian yeah yeah Varian send sent that to Amran he was like he sent it to Amran to nullify her. To like just be like, listen, I know you're gonna be pissed off, but here here's a couple of rubies. Right. He was like, Listen, I just figured, you know, we didn't have any use for it and it should go to the most powerful, majestic female I know. And she's like, You try and butter my biscuit. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, Oh, so he is interested in I think he is. Okay. I really do. I think he's interested in Amran. I whether or not he's like trying to, to figure her out or mm-hmm. if he's just like enticed by the power because think about it nobody else is enticed like everybody cassian is like i'm gonna whip this little bitch's ass like nobody else is enticed by her and like everybody seems to fear her i think that this person is looking at her like damn she's a good opponent like she's she's up there like i see that i think probably i think that's what it is I was also going to ask you too, how do you picture Amran? Because when I picture her, I do picture her like as a very like tiny little petite woman, but I also picture her as being older. No. Uh, no. Okay. Um, I picture her with the description that I got from the book when we first read about her and then mm-hmm. um, seeing a lot of fan art and then seeing yeah. a lot of fan casting for her. I picture Amran at least maybe 20s, late 20s, maybe early 30s. Mm, okay. Um, but I also picture her petite, short, Asian descent with straight black hair that's cropped, probably as short as mine. Like a bob? Yeah. Or a long bob? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah, that's what yeah. I picture. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because it's like, for some reason, the way that she speaks and the way that she holds herself I know that she's supposed to be. It's I know older. she's supposed to be much, much older. But that's why I picture her as like. But I older. think I think it's that's more of her soul is older, but the body she's yeah, not in, her body. The body oh, yeah, she's in. The body in. is brand new. Exactly. So I think it's just her being an old soul and how she talks is of older generation or older time. Yeah. 
But the body okay. that she was placed in is young. Okay, I just wanted to ask because it's like when I'm reading about her and I see the fan casting, I was like, but she looks so young. Um. So yeah. Also, in the following weeks, Feyre trains with Cassian. While Reese was away and had to leave to handle business, Feyre texted him. So they were they texting. Were texting! And uh, she found herself missing him. Yeah. So I'm like, oh yeah. She in love. Tonight. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's so cute. But later in the chapter, uh, we find out that the mortal queens finally agreed to meet with them. Yes. And they asked specifically for like the measurements and everything of like the house of Pharaoh's uh, mortal estate. And we find out it's because these bitches can winnow. Reese is stunned. Everybody's fucking stunned. So then, Yeah, I thought you were going to pull up, be a horse and carriage. Same. But, all right, sis, go off. That's what they were waiting for, though, in the books. Like, that's what everybody in the inner circle who went was waiting for. And instead, these bitches showed up in the middle of the damn room. And it's like, wait, what? And then talking about, oh, it was a gift from your kind. Whatever. Was it? Was it? No, it was stolen. We all know about y'all. It was, it was stolen. stolen. Um, bitches. <laughs> yeah. So the queens are, there's a few of them, actually. They range from ages. They range in age. Mm-hmm. And skin tone. So yeah. like, it's really, I was like, oh, okay. And I was trying to figure out how many there were in total. I think there's six. But they were missing one. The oldest queen, the oldest um, one was like, she's unwell, so she couldn't make the journey. But to me, that was suspicious. Because I was like, yeah, she couldn't make the journey, but the rest of y'all could Exactly. At first I was like, oh, maybe she's one of the queens that just absolutely refuses to meet with Faye. But as we get down later in the later chapters, I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. you bitches. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So then everybody kind of just sits down and this is basically Feyre. This chapter was Feyre trying to plead with the queens and just be like, you know, we need your help. We need you to, to align with us. We need you to be our allies because this is what's happening. And legit, these bitches are like, yeah, we're really, our plan is we're going to sacrifice the little bit of land here for the masses back home. So we don't really got to deal with y'all. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's how Nesta was too. Nesta was like, no, wait a fucking minute. My thought process was if Hyvern decides, all right, I'm invading that little bit of land. What's to make him not want to be like, okay, you know what? I'm across the seas and invade y'all like i yes he literally wants to take over all of the mortal land so why did you think that you were going to be exempt from that unless their power only extends to a certain part of the mortal lands that they can protect so that might be it yeah so then nesta is basically like you bunches of bitches there's humans who live here there's children (laughs) not bunches of bitches she was like we have all types of people and you just Fuck y'all. I was like, Nesta. Yes, bitch. Yes. And then, then Reese speaks. And it's like, it's not the Reese that we come to know and love. This is High Lord Reese. And he's basically speaking with the High Lord voice. And he's very much like, listen, you do not make fun of Feyre. Like he comes to her defense. And then he's just kind of like, you know, we we need you guys to ally with us. And you're not, you, you don't want to. Like, what is wrong with you guys? And ultimately the queens are like, well, we'll ally with you if you can prove that, you know, there's there's something that, that's worth fighting for. Right. To prove that you're not the, the high lord that everybody says you are. Like, you're not the cruel and cunning and dark lord or whatever. He's like, the only way that I can do that is to show them Valaris. And they said they'll hand over the book. Like, they may hand over the book for that when they have that proof. 
Right. It's not even it's not even like you show us Valaris will hand over the book. It's you show us Valaris, we may, if we deem it worth, hand over the book. I was like, y'all petty bitches. Now Fast. I had a question because maybe I'm understanding this wrong from uh the bone carver when we read that chapter. I thought that the cauldron didn't mean shit if you didn't have the book of breathing. Like you couldn't resurrect anybody if you didn't have the book of breathings. You couldn't nullify the cauldron. So you can have the cauldron, but you need the book of breathings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, then let the other half get destroyed in the process of trying to steal it. And then nobody, <laughs> nobody wins. Yeah, but then, but then the problem is, is Reese wanted to then let Amran have the option to. Oh yeah, to go home. Yeah. To go home. Listen, Amran, you've been living here for over five thousand years now. This is your home. <laughs> you Just, you stuck with home. us. You stuck with us. You're stuck with us. We are your family. This is your home. And I'm sorry, but if that means that if we can't get it, and that means that he can't get it, that's a win-win for me. And y'all can just duke it out the old-fashioned way. Um, the one thing that I will say, the way this this chapter ends, I was like, oh, Elaine. All right, you got a little bit of a mean streak. Elaine was basically like, I hope they all burn in hell. That's what she meant about the queens. I was like. Yes. I was like, oh, Elaine. I was like, Elaine. Potty mouth. All right. Potty mouth. Got you. Okay. <laughs> so then we move on to chapter 41. And basically, everybody has winnowed back to Alaris. Amran is trying to check to see how everybody is, and she's like, so I'm guessing it went well? Oh, yeah, bitch. It went great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the chapter that I think we get we get kind of the backstory for Miriam. So yes. this was really yes. interesting. So essentially, 500 years ago, uh, leading up to the war that everybody was a part of, that Miriam was a half-fey, half-human born woman and um because her mother was a slave because unfortunately she was a product of rape she was born a slave and yeah. the person who um like i guess was her her master was supposed to be basically worse than amarantha can you imagine somebody worse than antifreeze because i can't no that's what i mean <laughs> i'm like I, I can't imagine anybody worse than that so i'm just kind of like all right is this bitch dead like did y'all kill her I'm hoping so because if this bitch is still roaming around Perithian, like or There's a where problem. The she at, There's a problem. It's a problem for me. Facts. So then basically what ends up happening is then the master of Miriam, she was supposed to get married. She's a queen, and she was betrothed to a foreign fae prince named Dracon. Dr- right? I said his name right? Mm-hmm. Dracon. I think it's I think it's Dra- Dracon. Dracon. I um, called him I was like Dracon. <laughs> so Drake. <laughs> And, and, and for her, she like sat there and she was like, okay, I'm going to gift you this slave as a wedding present. And she gives the she gives Miriam to him. So he lets her go. Mm-hmm. She finds Jiren. Her and Jiren become lovers. Then mm-hmm. the Fae Prince had searched for three years for the, for the slave Fae that he let go. Finds her with Jiren. Him and Jiren join forces. Then him and Miriam end up falling in love behind Jiren's back. And Mr. Steal Your Girl. Thanks! <laughs> the funny thing is, is Moore jumps in and she's like, it wasn't behind his back. Like, she's defending her friend. She's defending right. her friend. She's like, listen, bitch, to get to the gist of it, A, B, C happened and now D. Yeah. So then Amran comes in and that's what Amran says. She's like, look, we just gonna stop it right there. You can listen to the rest of it later. But this is what went down and this is why this is what's happening now. And I was just right. kind of like, but can we go back to the story? Cause I want to know like, what? 
I'm sure we'll get more of it. I'm actually predicting that we will probably see them in book three. Yeah, because then is it it's Reese who says they're still alive. Yeah, we knew that Miriam was still alive. We just didn't know where she was. And I had predicted that maybe she was with Bidyadi Kane. Yeah. But no, she's with Drake and they're off on their own little island where human and Faye actually live and coexist together. Yes. But the only thing was like they faked their deaths. So, so here, here was, here's the thing. Because the, fa- because the mortal queens asked for proof, Reese is like, we got two options. Either we show them Miriam and Drake or we show them Valaris. And Reese is like, I'm not going to do that to my friends. Everybody thinks that they're dead. I'm not going to expose them for the rest of us. So that leaves mm-hmm. Valaris, which even yeah. everybody is like, dude, no. Valaris is like, you know. So the compromise is that they will grab an orb from the Court of Nightmares that will show the mortal queens Valaris without actually exposing Valaris. Right. And it's a truth orb as well. Yeah. And they know, they were saying basically like the mortal queens know what a truth orb is. So when they see it, they will believe it. Right. So that is the plan. And at the end of the night, Reese is kind of like, listen, Feyre, I want you to sit this one out. And she's like, no, like, I'm in it with you. Whatever needs to be done, I will do. And he's like, but you're not going to like the part that you have to play. And she's like, listen, I am with you. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. lovers so th- another thing when they when Reese and um and Feyre are having this this talk more comes up her backstory comes up and we realize that um she was sold into marriage to Eris the eldest son of the high lord of autumn court so basically Lucian's brother who they knew her parents knew he was a sadist and they were like well, we don't care right the highest bidder what ends up hap- what ended up happening was essentially more went back to the Illyrian camps with Reese for a few days. So she knew that if she gave away her virginity, that it would cause an issue and she wouldn't have to marry Eris. Basically, she slept with Cassian. More and Cassian had spicy time. Cassian was her first. <gasps> spicy time! <laughs> Cassian was her first. But when her parents found out, um, and then Eris oh, found out, Eris yeah. refused to marry her. And her parents... Is it her parents that nailed? Her parents nailed a note to her. I think they nailed a note to her stomach. stomach, And they dropped her off. I think she was naked. They dropped her off at the autumn court. Yeah. And she was naked and they nailed a note to her stomach saying, this is your problem. Yeah. And then that's when Cass and Reese went and grabbed her. She was there for what, like a day or two? I think so. Just in the forest. Yeah. And then Cass and, and Reese grabbed her and saved her essentially. And I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really brutal. It was really brutal. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so now we move on to chapter 42. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> chapter 42, they're on their way to the Court of Nightmares, and Feyre can tell that, like, Reese is very tense while they're flying. So she tries to, again, flirt with him to loosen him up a little bit. She's like, oh, Moore and Amran said that you could tell a lot by uh, of an Illyrian male by their wing size. The Illyrian wingspan also correlates with other parts of the male body. So, of course, when she said that, she also said Moore and Amran said Asriel's wingspan is the biggest. And he's like, you fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was like, course, we need to measure. Like, we'll get a measure. Yeah, stick. like, let, let's get out the tape, shall we? Right. And so they're doing their little tit for tat. And then Feyre reaches out and touches Reese's wings. And he's like, whew, do it again. 
<laughs> like, listen, baby girl, if you're not ready for the consequences, no, you better put your hand back. Basically, no, that's basically what he was saying because he was just kind of like, the wings are super sensitive and they correlate mm-hmm. with other parts of his body. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, oh. which we also we well, we'll get to it later. But <laughs> yeah, they correlate with other parts of his body. So she's like, oh, she immediately took her, her hand, hand back. Right? She snatched her hand back. She's like, oh shit. Because I think she asked him, right? She was like, what does it feel? Yeah, she asked him. She's like, what does it feel like? And he caressed her ear. I was like. No, no. <laughs> he got real close. And he was like, like this. <laughs> like in her ear. I was like. Oh. I read that. I reread that. I slapped my head against the damn book. I was like. Oh. It's like. <laughs> okay. It's like, okay. And while they're doing that, of course, and they're so like invested in each other. They're ambushed. They're fucking ambushed. Like a whole bunch of ash arrows shoot up from the ground. And of course, Reese is like matrix dodging them bitches. And he catches one and he hisses. He's like, ah. And he's got ash. What is it? Ash. It's an ash arrow. Yeah. Yeah. So he like, all three of them plunge down towards the ground and land. And Reese is like, hey, Cass, get Feyre out of here. I'll meet you guys at the night court. We need to find out who did this shit. And Feyre is like, no, I want to stay. I want to help. I want to fight. Right. And this is because Tamlin. Would Tamlin never. Like, no. Would never. Back. But Reese was like, all right, bet. Did he took her suggestion. He says, me and Cass will go to the skies. And Feyre is like, me and Asriel will stay on the ground and search. Right. And he's like, okay, that's a good plan. He took her bet. suggestion as an equal, as a person, a part of her in, a part of his inner circle. I- Say it one more time for the people in the back. As his equal. <laughs> oh, we love a man that treats you like his equal. Love, Love it. Um, but yeah, so they do that. They don't find anything. And Moore basically shows up like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you're supposed to be at the night court. Yeah. And so he's like, take Feyre and we'll meet up with you. Like, stall. So they get into the night court and Feyre's pretty much describing what's going on. Yeah. How all the buildings and bridges are built from like the encasing of the mountains. And she's like, we walked in and people were fornicating right there. I was like, dad, damn. Facts. No, legit. <laughs> And then she was like, everybody kept looking at more and like sneering and things and like more held and her hissing. head high. Yeah. Like a queen. She walked in there like a queen. Exactly. Like the bad bitch that she was. Exactly. Because fuck y'all. Right. Yeah. So Reese finally gets there. My man. All right. Wait, let me tell you how I pictured this. Reese walking in his high lord attire of all black. But what's trailing behind him is the darkness that comes off him. Is just mm-hmm. all that darkness just trailing back behind him as he's walking towards his throne with his head held high and the smirk and the, uh, yeah, I'm the fucking High Lord and what type of attitude. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I cannot get enough of this character. I can't. I can't get enough oh of this character. Oh my God. Bro, to be honest, and I know this is probably going to make you mad, I think he's number one <gasps> over Castile. No! I don't know. I don't know. Because Cass, Castiel is very much a feminist. He never tried to put Poppy down. If anything, he encouraged the fuck out of her. You know what it is? It's because we've read the first book and we've read the second book. And mm-hmm. so we are thoroughly invested in Reese. We've only read the first book for From Blood, oh, and, from Ash, Blood and Ash. And so we you, have to go back to it. You only read what up to what chapter? Up until chapter 10. You only yeah. read up till chapter 10 of the second book. I read at least, I read the whole second book and some of the third book. 
So okay. I'm thoroughly invested in Castile because there's not one thing Castile can do that I deem wrong. If anything, <laughs> if anything, I would have a I would have a a, a trope. Uh, not a trope. Uh, um, a a thruple. Cast- a thruple with Castile. Every- <laughs> I can do no wrong with those two. No wrong. And then I would I have a quadruple do. with Kieran, Cass, and Azrael. Okay. <laughs> Bitch, shut up. No. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. So they're in the night court. Reese comes in and basically Feyre has to play the role of his plaything. So she's sitting on his lap while he's like stroking her like sides and her like thighs. He was getting and stuff a lot like of side that. boobs that day. A lot of side He boobs. was. And she's like getting turned on by it. He's like nibbling her ear and stuff like that. They're both like they're grinding in the chair. Did you see though? Because she knew she was getting turned on and she's like, oh my God, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. And he was and like, he stopped. He stopped. He like jolted, stopped. And in his mind, he was telling her, it's okay. It's just yeah. your body's natural reaction. It's okay. To me, right. I sat there and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, because he can hear, like, he can hear what's going on in her mind, obviously, because she has, I guess, a little bit of her mental shield down so they can communicate. But he was like, yeah, listen, it's okay. And so after that, Azrael has finally stolen the orb because they're putting on a show to distract everybody from Azrael. So once Azrael's like, I got it, let's fucking bounce. Reese tells Feyre, like, go go over to Cassian and I'll be over in a minute. I have to talk to, um, what's his name? Kair, which is... Papa Moore, Moore, Moore's daddy. Yeah. He does some running of what's in charge, whatever, I guess when Moore's not there. And so he's asking him for like status updates and stuff like that. Reports. And as Feyre passes by, Kair is like, whore. Dumbass. He's a fucking dumbass for that. Dumb. Why the fuck? Why would you? He asked for it. He fucking asked for it. No, he did. immediately, immediately had his arm in a fucking lock and broke every bone in the opposite direction. I was like, damn, damn, damn. And then he tells him, he's like, don't you dare try to get that shit healed. He was like, keep my high lady's name out your fucking mouth. (laughs) Because Tamlin would never, he would never. Tamlin's a bitch. Would never, but. Oh my God. What it was was that, the word whore is a trigger because everybody's called him a whore. So he never wants favorites to ever be called that. Yeah. So he like, he went, <laughs> he went psycho on this dude. Basically, that's how that chapter ends. And Feyre's kind of a little turned on by it. She's like, oh, she's like, somebody protecting me? Okay. So we move on into chapter 43. You want to take this one? Yeah. So then Reese has, um, he knows that he kind of messed up. Because he knows that, like, that wasn't the plan. The plan wasn't to go in and torture uh, Moore's dad in any way or whatever. It was just to get the orb and get out. But yeah. he was triggered by the word whore, and especially because it was being thrown at Feyre. So he he grabs Feyre and winnows out. Instead of going back to Valaris, which is where everybody else went, mm-hmm. he winnows them out to, like, the outskirts of the Court of Nightmares, where there's, like, a lake or something there. And basically, he tells Feyre, like, I'm sorry. And Feyre's like, like, you don't have anything to be sorry about. It's not, you weren't the one that called me a whore. Like, it's not, you know, it's not you. And then she just kind of is like, you know, we knew the parts that we were going to play. We knew that we were going to do this. And so if you couldn't take it, then you need thicker skin. Like, that's essentially what she's saying. And yeah, and I was like, you ungrateful bitch. Facts. I started getting annoyed with her with this because I was like, yes. she's very upset. What are you doing? Essentially. I think she like unintentionally starts comparing him to Tamlin 
And Reese picks up on it, and Reese is like, stop. Like, just stop comparing me to him. I'm not him. I would never lock you up. I would never do anything like that with you. They end up having an argument. He's like, in his story, he's like, I'm always going to be the villain. And he, Tamlin, is always going to be the golden prince. He's always going to get whatever he wants. And then he was like, he was supposed to get you as the reward for everything that went down. And Mm -hmm. Feyre, rightly so, like she does say, and I agree with her, where she's like, well, what about me? What about my story? Don't I get a say in any of this? It kind of turns into uh, Reese basically asking Feyre, like, what is it that you want? And she can't answer it because she herself is confused. She doesn't know herself. She's still very much confused. Um, So then with that, what ends up happening is because he's pushing her, she decides, all right, I'm going to hurt you. It's it's a defense mechanism. Like, if somebody's pushing you to hurt you, then you, you, you're you just going to hurt back. So, But that's the thing. Like, he wasn't pushing her to hurt her, but she automatically, like, striked out at him or lashed out at him. I think that's all due to her, one, her upbringing with Nesta, with Nesta and Elaine and her dad. Yeah. And also with what went down with Tamlin. So all of it is, is a defense mechanism that she's grown to have with these other people. And Reese is different but she doesn't know that yet. So it's like when a guy tells you I'm not like him. Yeah. But he really isn't like him. Right. So then what ends up happening is she basically tells him like, at least I let people see me for who I am. Like you have these masks that you show everybody and you, you won't let anybody in. And she's like, and if you did let somebody in, you're scared that that person's going to leave because you're a mess. Reese already thinks he's a mess. He already thinks shit. I've, I went through a shit ton of trauma under the mountain a, sh- a shit ton of stuff that went down with Amarantha. Right. A shit ton of stuff before what happened with Down the Mountain, or Mountain, like with Tamlin and everything like that. Tamlin, his mom, his upbringing, his father, everybody. He's had a lot of trauma through his entire life. The Illyrian camps, yeah. everything. And so he already knows he's a mess. But for somebody that he obviously is falling in love with or already loves, to call him a mess was That's like... Hurtful. That was like slapping his face. When that happens, he actually physically flinches. And when she sees it, she's like, oh shit, I fucked up. But at that point, the damage is done and he's like, let's go home. And then they end up in the townhouse. She walks to the garden patio and she's really hoping that Reese will show up and like maybe sit down and, and you know, basically she was, what she was hoping for was for them to reconcile right then and there. Let's pause right there. Let's put a pin in that bitch right there. Okay. Because first of all, First of all, you insulted him. Right. You hurt his feelings. Right. Why the fuck would you expect him to follow you outside and be like, oh, are you okay? We should talk. No, bitch. She is so self-centered. I cannot fucking stand it. She does not deserve him. She does not deserve him. Not at all. Not at all. Stupid bitch. Especially not in this, not in this, this whole scenario. Nah. Right. It's like being like, oh, fuck you. And then going to the side and being like. Are you going to come make me feel better? No, bitch. The fuck? Basics. No, that's legit what it was, though. That's exactly what it was. It was, oh, I hurt you, but you should come and and pacify me. And you, yeah, you should come and pacify me so that I can apologize to, to you the right way. No, 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 no. She pissed me the fuck off in that This moment. chapter? I was really mad. It was this chapter and one other chapter that pissed me off that I was like, you don't, you don't deserve him. He's way too nice yeah. for you. So then he never comes. Didn't show up to breakfast. Didn't show up to lunch. Nope. Um, and then she realizes, oh shit, he's not in the townhouse at all. She writes on the little note. She texts him, right? She writes on a little <laughs> note. You know, she wants to talk to him. He he completely ignores it. 
Right, because the um, note is supposed to disappear after she writes onto it. Never disappears. And that shit is that shit was left on red. <laughs> um. So then, she, what she ends up doing to pass the, her time, because now she's pissed that he won't talk to her. So then she ends up at Am- Amran's apartment, and like she spends her time with Amran, talks about uh, Starfall, which is coming up. Yeah. She also, um, Amran also mentions that the summer court is able to track him. Oh, yeah. When he uses his magic. Yeah. Which is a really big deal because he winnows in and out of Valaris a lot all the time. Yeah. So I'm thinking at this point, I'm like, oh shit, do they know about Valaris? Mm hmm. Amran mentions that. She mentions Starfall, which Favorite knows nothing about. Um, and then Nula? Nula and Cerwinian? Cerwinian? The twins. The goddamn twins. Right. The twins (laughs) arrive to help Favorite get dressed. Yeah. Um, And then she, you know, continues to wait for Reese to respond. And he doesn't. And he doesn't. Because let's let's let you experience what life was like before or post, not post. Ah, shit. Sorry. I'm a little tipsy. I've been drinking. Uh, (laughs) I've been drinking. I've been drinking. Um, what is it? She gets to experience life again, like pre resand, and maybe that's what she needed. Maybe she needed a little bit of a cold shoulder to put her ass back in check. Facts, because this whole—I think she got full of herself. I think Mm -hmm. she really sat and was like, "He's not going anywhere." Like da da da, whatever. And she thought she could hurt him to an extent, and no. And no, not like, and there not be consequences. Like he's still a fucking person too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So then we move on to chapter forty four. The twins have have dressed her in this beautiful blue gem encrusted gown. She goes out towards I think like the the front or the patio or something, and she sees somebody standing there. She immediately thinks it's Reese. This can't be. I know you didn't expect Reese to show up. No, bitch. No. Um, so he's her ride to the House of Wind, because that's where everybody is, like, everybody, everybody is there yeah. um, to celebrate Starfall. So then he gets her there and stuff, and Moore spots her. As she's talking to Moore, and she, she starts to ask Moore about Cass and Asriel, and Moore gets a little snippy. She does. Now, this just makes me further believe that maybe there is something that's unspoken between the three of them. And maybe okay, she wants to leave it unspoken. Because, like, here it explains even more. So it, here she explains that Reese and Reese had left um, to go back to the night court with his mother that night. And Azriel went with them. So that left Moore and Cass by themselves. And that's when she said, out of everybody, I wanted Cass to be the one. Why choose Cass when it's obvious that there is something between you and Az. I think at that time, it was her thought process. Because if she had lost her virginity to Azriel, who is the son of a high lord, then mm. he would have been like, all right, you get married to him. Like, we're going to sell you off to him now. But because Cassian was of lower rank and lower status, she knew that nobody would want to marry her after that. Yeah, but she says that she chose Cass not because of that. Oh, she does. Oh, right. Yeah, she does. She does. She says she chose Cass because he's a great Illyrian. He's an Like he's, he's the greatest of the Illyrian a, warriors. Right, exactly. So she didn't choose him due to his upbringing. She chose him because he's 
a legendary Illyrian warrior. And she wanted to lie with the greatest of Illyrian warriors. It's just, I don't know, this whole thing, there's there's more to it. We're getting little bits and pieces and there's way more that's, that, there's way more. Especially because um, there's obviously a lingering of protection. Because mm-hmm. like, or, or, yeah, a sense of protection because Cass is very protective of more and so is Az. Do you think that the mating bond snapped into place for Cassian and for Azriel? No, I thought we agreed that Cass and Nesta are mates. Okay, yeah, maybe Cass like liked more. Okay, maybe so still from likes what we more. what we know about the mating bond is you don't have to love the person to be mated or to be bonded to them with a mating bond, right? Mm-hmm. But you could love somebody else and still have a mating bond with, with another, another person. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna put this out out there. There's theories for instance there's a theory that i read going around that amarantha and tamlin were actually mates that they had a mating bond but tamlin rejected that mating bond and that's why amarantha went psycho oh shit that would make a lot of sense which is kind of why i like sit there i'm like actually i would believe that I would mm-hmm. totally believe that because she really, really wanted Tamlin and was so psychotic she about it. She wanted that D bad, bro. Yeah. And Tamlin, he, you can't deny that Tamlin loves Feyre. Yeah. He loves her. His love is a little off, yes, but he loves her. Mm. But he's not mated to her. It's not no. a mating bond. And even she herself was asking, like, when is this mating bond going to snap into place? Right, exactly. And it hasn't. So I don't think that they're mates. I think he loves her, but I don't think they're fated as mates. That kind of explains a little bit of this triangle that we have with more as and Cass. Yeah. Because what if it is that Cass loves more, but isn't fated to be mate bonded with her? Yeah, but Asriel maybe is mated. Yeah, is what if Az is actually fated to be mate bonded to more, and that is the reason why we have two males, two Illyrian males, who love her and want to protect her and are overprotective because one of them is actually kind of supposed to be mated with her, and the other one just happens to really, really love her. It makes it so much more sad, and then it she's does. trying to stay neutral because she doesn't want to like hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, and it would also explain why she gets super defensive as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because there's no reason. Like, there's a lot of things where I'm like, well, wait. If you don't really feel like that about him, then what's going on? You know what I mean? And it's been constant that we've read that Moore seems to be one of the only people to calm Azrael down. Yeah. And it's, it's like, even Reese. Reese is like, it's, he's like, it's been years. I don't know how to calm him down. There's always a rage there. But Moore seems to be the only one who is really able to. Predictions, predictions. Predictions. Okay. Yeah. So with that, with Moore, you know, talking about her as and, and Cass and stuff, they it ends up leading to Reese showing up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he jumps back into it. And he's, like, talking to Feyre and... You know, all this stuff. And, and Feyre, of course, is like, oh, you plan to ignore me today? Like, you know, with her little backhanded well, bullshit. i talking to you, ain't I? <laughs> backhanded bullshit. Um, but then what ends up happening is he takes her 
to a quiet small balcony further up so that they can talk more and it just be them and not have an audience. They haven't resolved their issue. They're just officially going back to talking. And then um, one of the little star falls hits favor in the face. Like dead and, in the fucking face. And it's not even a star. Reese explains that they're souls. They're souls. And so the soul smacks her in the face and she has like green dust all over her face. And she's like, oh Ew. my God. But then Reese is laughing and he and Favor says like this is the first time she's ever heard him like like laugh laugh like, like a genuinely genuine, laugh. Right. Yeah. While he's laughing, one hits him in the face. So then they're both looking jacked up but laughing at each other. Favor like grabs his hand and for the first time ever she like smiles in front of him and then she like paints a little star. And Reese is so stunned by the fact that she smiled that he asks her to smile again. And she does. And she realizes the entire time that she's known him under the mountain and everything, she's never grinned, she's never chuckled, she's never smiled. Um, And then she's like, I've never smiled for my friend. At this point, he tells her, I knew you were right. And because I knew you were right, it's the reason why I never, I didn't come home. It's the reason why I stayed away. And then, of course, Feyre, her, her defense, one of her defense mechanisms is to make a joke at an inappropriate time. And she's like, oh, you were scared of an illiterate human. The high lord of the knight of court, of court of knights was scared of an illiterate human. And then, he, of course, he says, I wish I could take back that kiss under the mountain. And she's like, immediately like, why? And he was like, and he says, essentially, because... I didn't make it pleasant for you and I was jealous and pissed off and I knew you hated me. And I was just like, Um, so then at that point, Feyre is like, okay, this is dangerous territory. She's like, we're, we're going into dangerous territory. But then she really thinks about it. And she's like, no, this is honesty. We're being honest with each other. And that's and so what she, she asked for. Right. And so after that, she's like, do you want to dance with me? And, that's what they do. Yeah. And then we head into chapter 45. And it's yes. the next day. And Favor mentions that Cass and Moore are unusually quiet while they're eating breakfast. And I'm like, they had sex. Oh, you think they had sex? I think they had sex. You think Cass and, 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 and Moore had sex? Maybe. Because it's like they're both sitting at the table and they're just like not saying anything, not looking at each other. I'm like, oh, you definitely, definitely had sex. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But that's what I'm assuming. And then after that, Moore winnows to the night court because that's where she's supposed to be. At this point, Feyre is again feeling like, oh my God, I'm a traitor. Oh, wait. In chapter 45, they, they their plan is to go to the Illyrian war camps. So Moore, she has to winnow everybody to the Illyrian camp because somebody's tracking Reese's um, magic. Yeah. And another thing about Starfall, Reese hadn't gotten to see Starfall, right? In a while. Yeah. Okay, so it was mentioned he didn't get to see Starfall uh, because he was under the mountain for 50 And Amarantha years. knew that Starfall was important to him. And so that very night, every every day, uh, not every day, I'm sorry. Um, Every day of Starfall, every time Starfall came around each year, she made it so that Reese had to quote unquote service her all night. So he never got to see Starfall for the past 50 years. And it also ruined That's the memory crazy. of that day for him. She is a wicked fucking bitch. And then, of course, Feyre is also feeling like, Feyre is also feeling like a traitor. She's feeling it more heavily now. 
And she's feeling bad because she feels like she moved on way too fast. But in my mind, I'm like, girl, he's fucking an eighth. He you really think he he's is fucking, fucking an, eighth? an eighth? I guarantee, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Himself. And then he's going to be like, I accidentally fell into her vagina. I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> I accidentally fell in. I, I, it was, I slipped down the hallway into her room and no, into her No, what premises. it is. What it is is I slipped down the hallway and she was wide open. Br- right. Right. Like she is for every fucking body. Everybody. So, and he was like, I haven't had favor in a long time. I need sweet release. So- I already know. I already know. What release know. is that though? When it's a big black hole, because if every if everybody done had it, <gasps> bitch, stop! What is going on? I hate Anaith. I fucking hate this bitch. I can't. Oh God. So, anywho, so they went out to the camp, and Reese makes it very clear to the head of the camp and all his cronies behind them, because they treat females a certain type of way. That mm. Feyre is mine, and bruh. Why did it remind me when he said Feyre is mine or she's mine? I was like, Sookie is mine. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. But the best part was, I missed you, bud. The best part was when he said it, I thought he was saying it as like, okay, it's a threat. Like if any of y'all touch her, I'm going to be the one to fuck you up. Oh, but no, no. He basically says, and if any of you lay a hand on her, you lose that hand, and then you lose your head. And once Feyre is done killing you, then I'll grind your bones to dust. I was like, oh. Because he knows. He knows that she can handle herself, but he's going to step in and do that little extra, you know, that little little extra dig. Right. So I was just like, oh, Reese, how could you not love him? I I love this man. I know. So Reese sends off more and um and Cassian to do their bidding, and he takes Feyre further out to start to train. And Feyre, of course, has a lot of questions that day. Like Reese is an encyclopedia or some shit. So he's like, okay, I'll grant you this. Every time you do a little bit of magic or you work with your powers or whatever, I will grant you an answer to your question. And this is where we learn the really big story. The true story of what happened between him and Tamlin. So he and Tamlin were originally friends because he realized like, oh, Tamlin is kind of an outcast in his family. I'm a half breed. You know, his brothers are super mean to him. My dad is like, whatever. My people don't really like me. So let's be friends. Like he would seek him out at all the venues. That they and everybody to. disapproved. Like, yeah. Cass and Az disapproved. His mother disapproved. People mm-hmm. were like his closest fr- um, friends and family did not approve of this friendship. Right, right. And so he says that one day he told Tamlin like, oh yeah, my mom is going to come to visit me at the Illyrian camps. I'm going to meet her here. It's going to be a, like a whole good time. Tamlin then, I don't know if he told this information to his father or if his father like kind of beat it out of him or whatever. But either way, Tamlin went back and gave that information to his family. I and, read that. Uh-huh. I read that as Tamlin in a cowardly way gave mm. the information up to save his own ass. No, yeah, yeah. That's how I read that. Makes that makes sense. That makes and sense. And I was like, you bitch. Dirty little like, bitch. Yeah. Facts, yeah. So he gave that information to his father. And then Tamlin's father and all of his brothers and Tamlin, who is just standing there like the bitch that he is, watches as his fathers and his brothers murder Reese's mom 
and his little and sister, sister and then send their heads in boxes down the river. And then keep the wings in his study. Yeah, and keep the wings. And Reese is like, oh, I'm surprised you haven't seen them in his study. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. My thing you've is, you've got to be kidding up. me. My thing is, is like, all right, Big Daddy Kane is looking to bring back Jern, right? Mm-hmm. And all you, all he has is a finger and an eye. Can we bring back Reese's mother and his sister if we got wings? No, because their soul has to be trapped within. <gasps> their consciousness <gasps> has to be trapped within that. So Yo. no. I know. Yeah. And I was just like, that's some fucking bullshit. So yeah, they're dead. And then, of course, Reese and his dad go to retaliate. So they kill um, all the brothers. All yeah. the brothers. And he was like, he was like, my dad told me that we were just going to like go and kill the brothers. And the dad. Kill the people who killed my mom exactly, and my sister. Exactly, leave it at that. But he's yeah. like, my dad went in there and slaughtered everybody. He slaughtered the brothers, the dad, the mom, Tamlin's mom. And yeah. he went to go slaughter Tamlin and I stopped him. And when he stopped him, Tamlin opened the door and killed Reese's dad. And he had the opportunity to kill Reese's dad. So I was like, But in that Damn. exact moment, in that exact moment is when the High Lord's power transferred to both to of Tamlin them. To mm-hmm. and to Reese. Yeah, because both of the High Lords were dead. So now Reese is High Lord and now Tamlin is High Lord at that young age. And Reese ran. But like, I don't think he, I personally don't see him running as a coward, cowardly thing. I sit there and I'm like, if he didn't run, then there something would have happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they would have both been fighting. And he said, he was like, I was so tired of the bloodshed and the killing and everything that happened right. that night. I didn't want to do it. And of course, he still, I don't know, I guess he still kind of looked at Tamlin and was like, damn, you were my friend. And he didn't yep. want to do that. So he left. And this whole time, Pharaoh's like, I didn't know that I was like almost about to be married to a monster. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, Yeah. And also, I was super confused because I thought at first Reese said that Amulet killed his dad. But Amulet? I guess it. Yeah, Amulet. Amarantha? Yeah, oh, Amulet. That's what Amarantha, I said. Amulet. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, Amulet, what? Amarantha. Yeah, Amulet. Um, so I thought that originally she killed him, but I guess not. And Feyre was asking, like, why didn't you tell me any of this? Why would you keep this a secret? And he was like, well, you were in love with him. You were going to get married to him. Like, I'm not going to try to sit here and talk bad about this dude and pit you against him. Like, that's not who I am. Right. I don't. Okay. So going back to when we thought Amarantha killed Reese's dad. Mm -hmm. No, what it was, was that Amarantha wanted to kill Reese's father for killing Tamlin's father. But she settled for Reese Mm. and basically did what she did to Reese as kind of like a revenge on his father because she couldn't actually do anything to right. his dad. Right. Yeah. Okay. So basically Reese was the um what is it called? It's not a scapegoat. It's um the substitute? I, yeah. So then as she's hearing that story, she has a whole bunch of emotion and rage in her and she ends up using all of the powers that she has and like kind of meshing them together. So it's not just, oh, this comes from the day court and this comes from the night court. She mixed both of those powers like together and shit like that. And at the end, she's so inspired by Reese standing there in the middle of the clearing. She's like, I want to paint you. And this is the first time that she's actually like said out loud, like, I want to paint. I want to do something. Yeah. And of course, he's like, nude is best. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, he got to ruin everything. He got to ruin everything. Right. You had to run that moment, bro. 
But they both do that. They both um they both substitute like, you know, humor for their pain. It's it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, for both of I them. I have that defense mechanism is when you make jokes at inappropriate times. Yeah. Um <laughs> So basically we move on to chapter forty six. We're back in the the little small house in the Illyrian camp and Moore and Cassian are talking about the girls that are being trained and like how some of them have a natural instinct for fighting um, and how Cass is trying to create a unit, an aerial unit of just women to show the Illyrians that the women aren't just for breeding, but they can fight too. So then the next day they end up in the forest. He takes her further out so that God forbid her powers go out of control. They don't harm anybody. (laughs) Burn up somebody. Right. Um, And he's trailing behind her and she's like further, further down than him. As she's making her way, she hears something snap, like a, a branch or something. She immediately thinks it's Reese, so she turns around and she hears a name. She hears them call her name Thera, and she immediately looks at the source, and it is Lucian. It's fucking Lucian. It's Lucian. And the sentries that used to like guard her at the Spring Court. Yeah, like, they're oh, back. Bitch. They're back. Oh, Tamlin was like, "Go find my chick, bitch." Like, and that takes us straight into chapter fucking forty-seven. This and was Lucian, my favorite chapter. This was my favorite It's my chapter. favorite too, because Feyre really puts her foot down. Lucian is trying to- As she to should like, have. Yeah. Lucian is trying to like convince her to come back to the spring court. I don't fault Lucian for this. I don't fault Lucian for saying for trying at his hardest to get her back with words. Mm-hmm. I don't fault him. I think because there's a line in here where he says that Tamlin hasn't been the same- or something. He hasn't been himself, yeah. Right. And so, to me, what I see here is Lucian still trying to be that very good friend to Tamlin and knows, okay, if if I get favor back, then everything might be okay. Tamlin might go back to normal. Do I agree with how everything went down? No. no. But I don't fault Lucian for this. I honestly fault Tamlin. I, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I'm still like, he knows what happened to her. And Feyre brings that up. Because he tries to, like, after he's trying to use his word, he or his words, he lunges for her to yeah. try to winnow them back to yeah. the spring court. And she's like, what the f- Don't touch me. And she's able to use her powers to, like, get away from them. And Reese is standing next to her. And then she lets Lucian have it. Because it's like, I get that he's trying to do the best that he can. He's just trying to bring the family back together, quote unquote, or whatever. But my thing is, like, you saw how miserable she was. You saw how she was wasting away. And Feyre brings that up. She's like, you did not protect me. You let him lock me up. And I'm not excusing that. I'm not excusing that in any way. I feel like Lucian should have done more in that sense. However, I also sit back and think about Lucian's backstory and how he came to the Spring Court and how he must feel indebted to Tamlin. There's a lot there. You know what I mean? Yes. I feel like for I feel like for Lucian, it's a lot of um, loyalties. Do I go up against the guy who saved me, or do I help this human girl that I just met, that I just made a fragile friendship with? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, uh, no, I get what you're saying, but it's also like right is right and wrong is wrong, and you know he's wrong. Call him out on his bullshit. Like you know he's wrong. So it's like yeah, also- I get it. I get it, but it doesn't make it right. We also seen Tamlin snap at Lucian. Lord knows what else has gone down. Tamlin's a bitch. 
But do you get what I'm saying? Like, yes, when Favor was at the dinner table and stuff, he snapped at Lucian. And Lucian felt like he couldn't do anything. Lucian felt yeah. like he couldn't fight against him. And so my thing is, is like, I don't excuse Lucian. He should have, he should have done more yeah. for his friend. So like this chapter, the reason I like this chapter though, isn't because Lucian is trying his hardest to get Favor back. It's because... Favor puts her foot down and she tells him to his face, you should have chosen me. You saw what he was doing and you should have helped me and you didn't. And that's why that place is no longer my home. When Reese shows up, um, or before Reese shows up, Feyre to prove a point and stuff, I think this is when she, no, this isn't it. It's a little later. Um, is it? Are you talking about the wings? Yeah. So it's when she's next to Reese. Like Reese comes back and he's standing next to her and he's like, "Oh, Lucian, poor little Lucian, what are you doing here?" And he, him, and Lucian going back and forth, and he's like, "Feyre, you know, he's not going to stop coming for you." And she's like, "Tell him, the next people that he sends here, as she's growing talons and as she's growing wings, like the wings are sprouting out of her back, she's shape shifting, and she's like, you tell Tamlin that if he sends anybody else for me, their ass is dead.'" Um, Lucian no longer is, is talking to Reese. He starts talking to Favor again mm -hmm. and he's just kind of like, Favor, like you made your point now come home. And she basically is like, don't coddle me. Yeah. She's like, I didn't do this for attention. I didn't do this to prove a point. I did this because you were killing me. You're killing me. Yeah. Like she's like, don't coddle me. Don't act like I'm a child. And this is when she puts her foot down and she makes it very well known. Like. I'm not fucking going back. You're just going to have to deal with him. Lucian also says something very interesting when he's trying to convince her to come back. He's saying things got bad and Nath got out of hand. Tamlin's not himself. I was like, whoa. And Nath what do got you mean out of Nath hand? got out of hand? Right. What was she doing? What the fuck is going on? What did Nath do? Like, is Nath now in power? Is she running the spring court while Tamlin is losing his mind trying to get favor like, back? Like, what is happening is over she, there? Like, I don't know. But that's like, I need to know. And if Azrael is trying to keep an eye on the situation, he might have some more insight as to what's happening. So I'm hoping that that will come up a little bit later. And he picks her up, like, and flies her to a new spot. And he's basically like, I'm so proud of you. And kisses her on the brow. And I was like, oh, the brow kisses. It's, no, it's really cute because he says, um, like, Reese acknowledges. He's like, I knew things were bad, but I thought Lucian at least would have stepped in. Yeah, and, and she's he, like, no. Even he thought, even he thought Lucian would have done something. Right, um, because it's expected that you would when you see something is wrong and you know that Tamlin is fucking up, you need to step in. Yeah, and then what ends up happening is Reese squeezes her and then he like basically tells her like, you look good with wings and that's when he kisses her on the brow. Yeah. And I'm like, aww, okay. <laughs> So cute, yes. Um, so then we move on to chapter... Chapter 47? 48, yeah, which is the last chapter, chapter for this 48. episode. Oh, this was the spicy chapter. We got spiciness in this chapter. Spicy time! It wasn't like full-on spicy time, but it was like a little bit of spicy time. It was time. enough spicy time. It was enough it was, spicy time. It was, it was enough spicy time. It was I've enough waited, spicy time for me to read it twice. I've waited 465, 465 yes. pages for this specific spicy time not for her and tamlin spicy time no no, no, no. for reese and Feyre's spicy time and right ashley and i were discussing this um what was it a couple of days ago before we did the podcast we were like we, were. we didn't realize 
It was a slow this burn. Was a slow burn. And we hate slow burn. We hate slow burns, but this shit right here. Listen, we sat there and we were like, I was talking to Morgan and I was like, yo, I was like, this shit was secretly, it was a uh, friends to lovers. Yeah, it trope. was enemies to lovers and then enemies friends to lovers. to lovers. Yes. Oh. Yep. It had everything that me and Morgan were like, ah, we don't really like those. They're not really fast paced. This isn't it. This was all like wrapped up into one in this book yeah. secretly. So I guess we and like I was it so if, you excited. Do, if you do it well. <laughs> If you do it well, yeah. if you hide it under other things when we don't realize it till towards the end. Exactly. We're like, oh shit. So they are at the, uh, the inn. They get to an inn because they're pretty far out from the Illyrian camp. Yeah. And the room is like super, super small, super cramped. They're pretty much talking and Reese is saying like, oh, well, if you chose to go with Lucian, I would find some way to like live with your decision. And Farrah's like, well, what if he grabbed me? And Reese is like, if he grabbed you, I would tear the whole world apart to get you back. Ooh. And I was like, ah! yeah, yeah. Fight for me. Fight for me. That's yes. what I want. Fight for me. Oh my God. It was just, it was so beautiful. After that talk, like they're eating and they're talking after they've talked and stuff. Um, she's, you know, it's full of questions. She's asking a couple things. And then. They kind of flirt a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then, and of course, she, like, she admits to him that, like, she can't stop thinking about him. And, like, she feels like she's a piece of trash, that she's treacherous and things because it's only been, like, two months since she left Hamlin. He, you know, is telling her, like, no, like, don't think of yourself like that. Don't do that. Right. And she says something along the lines of, he's like, well, what are you looking for or something like that? And she's like... Oh, just a distraction, just fun. When truthfully, that's not how she actually feels. So what ends up happening is she immediately, she immediately is like, we should go to sleep. He's like, all right. So they lay down. They agreed earlier on that they would sleep close together for body heat because mm-hmm. it's so cold. Yeah. Um. And so Reese has cocooned her in his his um, wings to which she's like shivering. And, he, and he's like, you're shivering. And she's like, my hair is wet. And he... Obviously, he's like no expectations, just body heat. I'm not. Do, I'm not. My hands to myself. I'm gonna keep my hands. But then Feyre and her like lusty ass decides lusty ass. for real because he had already told her that his wings are sensitive, and she done decided I'm gonna take my one little finger and. Move it all the way down the membrane of this wing. And I'm like, bitch, he told you he's sensitive. So then she does that and he's like, your finger's very cold. That, that right there triggered everything. Triggered the whole thing. (laughs) So then Reese's hand ends up, Reese's hand ends up somewhere else. Needless to say, we get a little spice, but it's not like spicy, spicy time. It's, uh. It's just like, it's like a, it's like a, um. Finger licking good. Finger licking good. This makes you know. That's exactly what it was. Cut the fucking mic. <laughs> I stand by my choice oh of words. My it was finger licking good. Oh my god, bitch! Why? That's all I'm gonna say. Fuck you, yo. <laughs> Oh my god, shut <laughs> up. 
Morgan is hot, yo. She's like, <laughs> I hate you. I she hate you for doing <laughs> Oh, God. Yes. But anywho, <laughs> that's what happened. And um, of course, afterwards, he was telling her like, oh, you don't think I've thought about like every way that I wanted you? Not the fact that he was like, I want you splayed out on the table like a fucking feast. Feast? I was like, like, oh my God. Okay. Whoa. I was like, alrighty. I was like, alrighty then. And Favor falls asleep and she's like, that's the most peaceful sleep that I've ever had. And I didn't have a nightmare. I'm like, I I feel like that would have been the most peaceful. That would have been the most peaceful sleep anybody would have had. Like, like. I bet you, I bet you didn't have a single nightmare. I bet you slept through the night. Facts, yo. And that, that is where we end for this episode. <laughs> I hate you so much for doing that to me. <laughs> oh my God, my face is oh hot God. as fuck. <laughs> Morgan is still fanning herself. That's, that's where we're at right now. So, um, as we said in the beginning, like, we did read further than chapter 48, but we're going to break it, of course, into the, the into two, two episodes parts. that we promised. Yeah. So yeah. I don't really like, let me see. I got to read my predictions and feel like they don't like um, mess up the next chapters. I don't think they do. Um, I had a prediction that we're not going to see war happen until a court of wings and ruin because we're very close to the end of this book. And, and still, it still feels like they're they're strategizing. They're coming up with their plans I and agree. stuff like that. So yeah. I don't think we're going to actually see War and the King of Hybron until uh, the third book. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have any predictions? Um, in regards to a Nath and running free in the spring court, mm. I wonder if Tamlin has gone off the deep end. And oh, absolutely. No, no, no. But like, no, but I wonder... If Tamlin has gone off so far on the deep end that he has left Anath and Lucian to run the spring court. And Lucian, being not that very aggressive, probably couldn't do much in regards to Anath. Oh, shit. Because I've been, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, because Lucian is like, Tamlin isn't himself. And Anath has been running free and we already yeah, he's said like, got out of hand yeah and we've already said like anath probably works for big daddy king and what if like Feyre leaving hit tamlin that hard like we knew we we agreed that he's obsessed with her and he's confusing that for love so my thing is is like what if you know he he did end up off the deep end because he really thinks that restole her because the letter that she provided, he really doesn't think that she knows how to write or read. So maybe he really does think that Reese was the one that wrote that letter and that she has nothing in regards to that. That would make so much sense as to why Lucian saw her and then said to Reese, like, you know, your entire court, your little court or whatever is going to hell. Because what if they think that Reese has her mind? Because then that kind of makes sense as to why Lucian was so desperate to grab Feyre, that he would actually just grab her. Yeah, Yeah, that he would actually just grab her. Because Lucian has never been like that. He's never been like that. But if he's desperate enough, trying to make sure that the spring court is okay, he could have just been like, all right, I just need to get her back. I just need to get her back to Tamlin so that Tamlin will see her right himself and then be able to kick Anath out. 
I fight for Lucian. I think I fight for him. Bitch, we know. I fight for my baby. Well, we will figure that out when we go to our next episode and discuss our next chapters, which is going to be chapter 49 through 59. 49 through 59. 49 through 59, yes. So we will see if that is indeed the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's, it's spicing up. It's spicing up and all the tea is coming out. So I'm excited for the next couple of chapters. Girl, me too. Me too. So I can't wait. You guys make sure you read those chapters. Yes. Uh, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be good. Thanks as always for listening in and for joining us, our beloved, beloved listeners. We just want to say thank you guys for joining in, for listening. Uh, thank you guys for, for just hanging out with us because we love doing what we do. Yes. Um, but always stay wide at heart and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.